Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. This is Kimberly with Black Free Thinkers, and we are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself. Again, we are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself. And what we wanted to do today was to kind of give you guys some updates and some words of encouragement um, about what's coming. And Raina will be joining us um, in a second here. But basically, I wrote that Raina and I wanted to update you all about a new show we plan to launch before the end of the year. Um, We haven't really decided on a name yet. The name that I think we have chosen, I have to register the domain. So we won't be able to share that, but we will be able to give you some insights into the show. Second, I will be resuming this podcast, Black Free Thinkers, and the first book that I actually want you guys to, you know, either try to go and find a PDF or read the abstract of is The Gospel of J. Edgar Hoover. And with this specific book, this is the first one, um, you know, that I'm going to tackle and it talks about the inception of white white Christian nationalism. Now, understand, white Christian nationalism was here before J. Edgar Hoover. He just kind of perfected it. So here it says, you know, the byline is how the FBI aided and abetted the rise of white Christian nationalism, and it's written by Lerone A. Martin. So I wanted to make sure you guys could kind of um, get a jump on what we will be discussing when I will do that show. It probably will be in another week or so. And number three, I have a new project that I'm going to launch next year. I'm not going to really get into too much of it because I'm still trying to figure out how to tailor it in such a way that I won't confuse the hell out of people, but there is a method to the madness. Raina has joined us. Hey, Raina. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, nothing much. How are you, hon? Okay, why are you laughing? Girl, <laughs> you're just like out of nowhere. Hey, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you introduced me. I mean. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. You know I mean, it wasn't out of nowhere. You introduced me. Anyway. <laughs> Hey, so hey, do you want to, you know, give people a general idea of the concept of the new show and and I mean, we're just give them yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I mean, essentially, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to it. Um, um, you know, Kim and I, we like books, <laughs> so we read. <laughs> And, you know, and, um, you know, we're, we're interested in reading a lot of books that kind of speak to, you know, to philosophy and to, um, you know, understanding, um, understanding how, you know, various systems of oppression affect us and, you know, all of those types of things. And, you know, some other things too, you know, just, just trying to get better and smarter, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. and more conversant in some subjects. So, um, 
you know, one of the books that we're planning to talk about is Ontological Terror. So, you know, keep a lookout for that. Um, that for was written by Calvin Warren. Calvin Warren, exactly. Um, it's very dense. It's uh, right. it's not the easiest read. It is certainly not a beach read. <laughs> it is not the book that you take with you on vacation necessarily. Right. I'm um, actually reading but, it for the third time just to kind of give you yeah. guys some, some insight. The book is heavy. It's not an easy heavy. read, and I'm reading it for the third time because it's like I got to make sure I saw what I thought I saw. You know, over here gaslighting my damn self, you know, because it's like it, it hits you like a brick. It really does. Mm-mm. You know, yeah, I it's, mean, um, it's intense. Yeah. It's very intense. Um, <laughs> I, uh, funny enough, I, um, I lent my mother my Kindle when we were sitting waiting for something, and she decided to open up Ontological Terror, and she was like, she was like, whoa. Like, I think exactly. she made, might have been sitting there reading exactly. it for about 20 minutes, and she was like, she was like, whoa. She was like, I'm glad we're, stop, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, do whatever we're about to do, because I, I, I probably need a break to digest what I just read. <laughs> Thank you. So. Thank you, Regina, because that shit right there, it was like, <laughs> I have to go lay down for a minute. Some of the stuff when you're, when you're, you know, when you're digesting this, and it hits you, and especially when it hits you that you've been in that position, it didn't feel right. You knew it wasn't right, but you didn't have the language or the understanding of what fucking hit you like a brick. And then you mm-hmm. get gaslit into it was not what you thought it was, and then you're dealing with it today and here and now and how they're trying to erase ways for us to discuss what has happened to us then, what's happening to us now, and why it must stop. It all is tied together, and it's heavy. Yeah, sorry. I just had to bribe my cat with treats because he was over here sounding pathetic, like so pathetic. He was like, wow. <laughs> like you're not talking to me, like and like you would think that he's never gotten attention from me. He's so pathetic. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo baby, Yo baby, you know he's annoying. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but you but you love him. But, yeah, as you know, so that book, Kevin L. Warren, Ontological Terror, we're reading that in conjunction with Native Son by Richard Wright. And some other okay, ones. there it is. Some other ones. There's several other right, books some, that we'll be reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Afri- African Philosophy, um, Killing Rage by Bell Hooks. Um, it's another book, Ontological Terrorism, Blackness, Nihilism, and the Politics of Truth. I want to tackle this one book, but, you know, we'll see if we get to it, but I'll give you the name of the book anyway. Physics of Blackness Beyond the Middle Passage Epistemology by Michelle Wright, right? We haven't and even, we, we didn't discuss those, some of those books that you mentioned in this, in this particular, you know, epoch that we're working oh, in. No, no. So, no, but yeah, I'm just okay, so you're, so you're just saying these are books that we will get to. 
yeah, okay, exactly. that's fine. Because, okay. yeah, because I want them to go, you know, so again, ontological terrorism, blackness, mm-hmm. nihilism, and the politics of truth by Alexander Wiley. Um, you know, maybe we'll get to Fred Moten's being aliveness or poetic of mm-hmm. being and Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, some of those are um, essays, so, yeah, we can probably get to those easily. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure I mention that book by Zakia. Hold on, I'm scrolling down because, of course, I have a list, right? Becoming Human, Matter and Meaning of an Anti-Black World. And, see, what we're doing here when we're talking about these things is just the state of just being, being black mm-hmm. and just being. You know, breathing, existing, thinking, you know, they just want to factor us out of the equation. There's another book, Beyond Ontological Blackness, an essay on African-American religious and cultural criticisms by Victor Alexander. Um, Where is that um, book by, um, what's her name, Sylvia Winter? Do you remember the name of the book? No, her? you're talking. Are you? Well, it depends on which book you're talking about. So, um, um, let's see here. I'm looking down the list. You know, for those of you that know us, you know we buy books, and I just saw the Sylvia Winter thing just a second ago. Well, I mean, we're also oh, going to well. read Thick by Tressy. Um, Tressy, uh, what's it? Is it? Is it Cotton McMillan or McMillan Cotton? I, I never McMillan Cotton. cotton. Yeah, okay. McMillan Cotton. Sorry, yeah. I I get it mixed up. But yeah, we'll be reading that. We'll be reading. We'll be reading a bunch of things. James Baldwin. Yeah, Sylvia. You know. Mhm. Go ahead, honey. Mhm. Yeah, yeah Audrey Lord. Sylvia you know, Winter. a whole bunch of things. Exactly. The book by Sylvia Winter is called On Being Human as Praxis, and then Sidea Hartman, Themes of Subjection, Terror, Slavery, and Self-Making in 19th Century America. And then I came upon a new one, um, Habeas Viscous, Racializing mm-hmm. Assemblages, Biopolitics, and Black Feminist Theories of the Human by Judith Butler. I've never heard of Judith Butler, and I just found this book, so we must order it. Why? Because I don't have enough books. Right, Raina? <laughs> I don't know. Can you ever have enough books? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. I probably, I probably lost – I've lost I've lost several um, books from my collection over the years. Sometimes just you know just through like giving them away or you know having to get rid of them is like I've moved from place to place because you know I've 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 traveled I've I've lived in a couple of states now. Um, so yeah, like yeah, books. I love books. What can you say? And you know it's hey. it's nice it's nice to finally have some time to get to some of them. You know, I had right. to stop buying books for a while because I wasn't able to really read for pleasure the way I like to. So yeah, well, it's you nice had to a be lot able going to do that again. There. Well, yeah. True. You know, you yeah, had a lot but... going on over there. You know, yeah. um, kind of give you all some, you know, you know, again, these are not books that we're going to be doing a show for each book. It's just going to be a conversation that we're going to have talking about these things. But we're just trying to throw out some of the names of the books. 
so that you kind of have an idea, you know, where we're going. Like, yeah, the politics. idea isn't to read the book. Like, we're not reading the book to you. Right. It's not, you know, LeVar Burton's podcast. We're not reading you short stories. <laughs> we're not reading any of this stuff to you. Uh, <laughs> we're you know, tackling um, politics and cultural yeah, issues. We're, 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 we're probably, we're going to distill some of the books down so that we have, right. so that you have an idea of what the book is about. And then we're probably going to have discussions about like particular, you know, segments of the book that we want to discuss. And then, you know, you know, relating it to like our lives or things that we've seen or, you know, current events, you know, those types of things. So it's not, um, it's not meant right. to be like teaching the book or teaching um, particular philosophies or anything like that. Although like, you know, we, we hope that you learn something because, we're hoping to learn things, you know, um, and we'll, you know, and we'll add, and there'll also be some, um, some links and resources that will, um, we will put out there with each episode so that you kind of can, you know, go and, and, and see these things for yourself and kind of understand, you know, where we're coming from or, or how we arrived at a particular interpretation, um, you know, just for yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, we'll be talking about necropolitics. Um, when Raina and I were on the phone, we were like, hot damn, because we ran across some things like queer necropolitics, um, from homophobia to homonationalism, nationalism to able nationalism. It's just some really, really good books out there. And so, you know, we'll be covering a number of things, but I just kind of wanted to throw that out there so that, um, you know, you can prepare yourself because it's coming your way. You know, it <laughs> is. I'm excited it is. about it. It is. And it's like, you know, um, it's so interesting because, you know, it's like now we have access to greater and greater um, resources and knowledge and, you know, people are creating um, you know, knowledge or, or writing it down in ways that, you know, people can understand. And it's just so important to be engaged with it, you know, and to understand where these things come from, you know, um, and how it relates to our lives, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of this stuff is going to require us to kind of dig into, you know, um, <laughs> philosophies and things that we have not thought about. So, well, so at least since I was in, like, you know, undergrad, like, you know, looking at Heidegger and, you know, John Locke and (laughs) people like that that I haven't Mm -hmm. really spent a whole lot of time thinking about in years, you know? So, um, so it's going to be interesting. (laughs) Right. You know, so it's going to be really good. And I'm looking forward to those conversations and, um, if you all have some information, names of books or whatever that you can suggest, because I definitely would like to read some books dealing with this type of issue, with this type of issue, you know, ontological terrorism, the state of being, being human, all of that, written by African writers. You know, we're looking for that as and well. And queer writers. Definitely. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And queer right, yeah. Because we want to, you know, expand the conversation and include them, you know. Um Yeah, well, like said, well not you know, just include them but like focus, you know, if we can right. on like queer black, you know, female, you know, writers to the greatest extent right. possible. But, you know, but also, you know, incorporating others as well. But, you know, because, you know, him and I are queer and black, <laughs> you know. Right. So, you know, we, we're interested in hearing what, hearing from what, uh, about the other experiences of, of people who are like us and what that, and what sorts of information that can afford us. Excuse me, my cat is being rude again. I'm going to have to mute. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you know, but, you know, again, go out there and um, just do a curse, cursory type of Google search. Um, you know, we're still talking about social justice. We're still talking about all these other things. But with this new show, we just really wanted to have conversations about these things, you know. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And and if you have any questions or if you like to, if there are maybe, you know, um, particular subjects that you might want to participate in, you know, it may we may consider bringing you on, you know? Right. So, you know, let us know, you know? Yeah, we definitely but, um, would yeah, like to invite you on to guests. You know, we, we want yeah. guests to come on. We definitely, yeah, the doors are open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to we want to have you know really you know interesting conversations. We want to think about things in different ways than we thought of. We want to you know we want to we want to grow and learn and you know develop. You know, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we're excited about that. You know, we well we've taken a back seat and you know we had our lives to live you know it's, it's been a lot and um i'm just glad that we're both at the point where we can just kind of take a deep breath and breathe again because life has you know i don't know my life is returning back to a sense of normalcy but again what exactly is normal you know, and so, you know, I'm still debating. Especially while there's a genocide going on in real time. <laughs> exactly. That's going on. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing, the thing is, is that, you know, black social movements have had a historical relationship with the Palestinians. And what has been taking place over there since, you know, the early, mid-1940s, you know, when when they tried to reestablish the state of Israel over in the middle of the Arab, you know, Arab world, if you will. And so it's just, it's, you know, what's happening now is horrible. And, again, you know, I hate to bring up the religious aspect of it, but you have a lot of people out here saying they support Israel because that's what the Bible told them. And that's not necessarily true. And the Israel of the Bible that you all are talking about is not the same Israel of today. Right. Those people weren't yeah. put there until the mid-40s. 
Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just interesting. But, yeah, we have, a you know, a modern genocide happening. And you have Joe Biden trying to backtrack after he said that he will support Israel sight unseen, whatever they say goes. And right. social media has helped us to bring this about your attention you know, and bring attention to what's happening over there because what they're doing isn't right. They're telling the people to take this annex, then they cut the annex off, and then they bomb it. Mm-hmm. And people are barely Yeah, like, the, like that like that ambulance they children. bombed the other day. Like that ambulance mm-hmm. they bombed the other day when they were saying that there was, uh, you know, they suspected that, was, that someone from Hamas was aboard and it never happened. I mean... Um, just like that hospital that they bombed, they said that they had reason to believe that, you know, Hamas operatives were working there. And then mm-hmm. it was interesting because I was watching um, I was watching a program, and I can't remember the commander's name or, the, or you know, this, this military guy's name mm-hmm. or his rank, but I do remember them asking him, did they even kill the person that they were looking to kill? And he and he couldn't confirm or deny that he, that they had done it. I mean, this is you know they're indiscriminately bombing, right? You know, uh, Gaza, and they're killing all of these civilians. It's it's really 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 heartbreaking to see what's going on, and um, you know we we have to stop supporting the state of Israel. We just have to and. And it's and it's and it has more and it and it's not just because of what's happening to the Palestinians. It's because of what happens to us all. Because right. the things that are being modeled in Gaza and in Israel, they get shipped worldwide. Cop exactly. City, you know the tactics that they that they're using to you know you know squelch um, protests and things like that, all of these things are, like, beta tested in, like, Israel and then and then exported. Exactly. Because you have Mossad training the police departments on Krav Maga, you know, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's, a whole, it's an entire industry. But in addition to that, what you all need to understand is, again, that is an apartheid state over there, and it's genocide happening. And, you know, there are some of you that are saying you don't care what happens over there. That's them. It has no impact on your life. Actually, yes, it does. Because if, you know, the, you know, the Arabic community at large, if you will, um, if they band together, um, we're in trouble because they control, um, for the most part, oil, even though we do um, drill for oil in this country, but they're trying to reserve our reserves for whatever they're trying to reserve it for. But most importantly, you know, I need you to think about MOVE, what happened in Philadelphia. That was not that long ago when they dropped those bombs on that black community. 
So don't think that it can't and won't come to a community near you. So, you know, you're there right now? So don't think that it won't come to a – oh, she put me on mute. Yeah. So don't think that it won't come to a community near you because, again, you have a lot of the Arab countries over there that are standing up and are voicing their opinion that what is happening to the Palestinians isn't right, and it's not right. You know, you have Jordan there, and America is bombing the hell out of Syria. And then you have what's happening over there in Ukraine with the Russians. And then also, you know, you guys know I've been talking about this damn economy bottoming out. I've been talking about it since 2011. And um, you're like, yeah, yeah, Kim, it's coming, it's coming. You told us that. Yeah, it's still coming. And, you know, um, what I need for you guys to realize is that we are in danger of entering another war. Why? Because the reason why many of these countries, these nation states, like war is because it revives the economy. They have to send so many soldiers and troops or whatever, airmen, to these other countries that opens up jobs for other Americans to work. But then now you have automation, you have AI coming in. It's just right now, you know, we're living in a time, this is nothing we've ever seen before, especially when we're talking about AI and some of the technology and the robotics and all of that. Not really sure how all of that is going to end. And and that's something we're going to talk about as well, Raina and I. We're going to talk about how with some of the people that are charged with controlling and creating AI and how it's going to impact, you know, not only black Americans but Africans throughout the diaspora. And it's not looking good for us. You know, um, did did you want to touch a little bit on that? Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll probably, you know, cover – um, you know, uh, the Tesprial bundle of ideologies, um, you know, that, uh, that term Tesprial was, uh, basically, uh, contributed by Timnit Gebru and Emil Torres. And, um, I don't recall all of the aspects of that, uh, acronym at the moment. Hold on one second. <laughs> But um, the first one is transhumanism. Um, the – hold on one second, sorry. Do you remember, do you remember what, the, what the bundle stands for? Um, no, but hold on a second. I'm pulling it up. So I'm trying to I, – I was Googling it, and, of course – <laughs> it's not showing me what I want to see. It's showing me everything but. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see here. What the hell did this pull up for me? I pulled up something else. Hold on. Yeah. 
I think Google has Let's like see. a little beef with it with uh, Tim Nate, so that's probably why you can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't erase times, okay? <laughs> okay, so transcreole stands for transhumanism, um, extropianism, singularitarianism, cosmism, rationalism, effective altruism, and long termism. So that is the transcreal bundle. That's a mouthful. It is. It is a mouthful. <laughs> and we'll get into it um when we <laughs> when we talk about um AI and um those behind it. Um essentially it's um it's I mean it's it's a it's a eugenics, you know, frame mindset. It's um sorry, excuse me. It's a eugenics mindset. It's a um a white supremacist mindset, you know. Um that essentially, you know, none of none of what's going on currently, you know, in our world, you know, particularly matters because the goal should be to transcend human the human body to um to you know, to put ourselves into space, to uh, digitize our consciousness. Um, you know, there's, uh, particularly within long-termism, there's this idea mm-hmm. that, um, you know, Earth-sized or, or planet-sized um, uh, computers could hold, like, a, an, an insane amount of consciousness, Right. And, you know, so you could have, you know, all of these, these potential people, right, living out happy lives digitally, right, within exactly. these, these planet-sized computers. So the, the goal would be to think, uh, you know, because you have all of these potential lives, right, in the future, Um that it doesn't really matter so much what happens in the here and the now because the goal is to get to that stage of things, right, where you can, quote, unquote, do the most good. Right. If that right. makes sense. Up, yeah. Uploading yeah. consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's coming. So it's, and it's coming sooner yeah, than and you it's, think. It's a very... Yeah, it's a very you know it, it's they, a lot of it is based in eugenics, and um, you know the the ideas which are which are racist in origin, mm-hmm. um, ableist, xenophobic, very. all mm-hmm. of these things. So, um, so yeah, so we'll talk about this as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, a good book that you guys can go and try to find a PDF of or at least an abstract is Captivating Technology. So Race, Carceral, Technoscience, and Liberatory Imagination in Everyday Life. And this was written by... Oh, go ahead. Oh, Ruha Benjamin. That's all. Go ahead. Okay, because there's another book, and I think it's... More recent than that. Hold on. Um, the one, 
You said race after technology. Is that the book that you were no, captivating about? technology. I was talking about oh, captivating race. technology. Okay, race um, race after technology is also another one. So, same author. Right. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. You know they're sitting over there like they always got us in reading these books. <laughs> but it, it helps you. It helps you understand because I remember at different times in my life where I just would be having a conversation and and the person, I would make a comment about something, it would be challenged. And I would sit there and be so upset because, again, you feel it, you know it, you can taste that it's wrong. But sometimes you don't have the language nor, you know, any real insight. Like, I know this is wrong, but, you know, we're trying to impart that knowledge to you so that when you do have these conversations and you will be gaslit, you will know how to respond. You know, because, I mean, sometimes even now I get stumped and trust and believe I am not happy about it when it happens because it's like in some cases I know better, but sometimes it just doesn't, it doesn't come through, you know, until afterwards. But, um, again, we're just trying to give you all a better understanding of what's happening in this country and especially because, they're trying to fight anything that's black, especially black history, black experiences, and just black and being. You know, we can't laugh. They call the police if you laugh. You can't sit on your porch. They call the police if you're on the porch. You can't go look for birds. They call the police because they think you're trying to kill the birds. What the hell? You can't be black and go to a restaurant. Why? Because they don't want you there. So just the state of being angers and irritates, you know, some people. And, um, you know, these are things that definitely need to be talked about. So there you go. I'm sorry. I'm just. I was sighing because my cat is just it's so needy. I'm so sorry. Okay. But um so needy. Like I think I'm his like you know, I'm his uh emotional support human, I guess. <laughs> it's it's really, his world. It's terrible. Yeah, like Aww. it's terrible. So any case. All right. But yeah, like I'm looking forward to, you know, reading and discussing a lot of these books with you Kim, because, you know, I mean, because sometimes it's like, it's funny because, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's, you know that there's other people reading this stuff, right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And you want to talk to some to people sometimes about it, but like, you know, the world is a heavy place right now. You know what I mean? Right. And like, you can kind of understand why some people, like, they're not, like, they're not apt to talk about these things or, you know, if they're reading them, you know, or they may not even really want to know because, 
you know, the world is a really heavy place. There's just a lot, a lot of things going on, as you, you know, said earlier, you know. And, um, yeah. you know, you have to kind of take care of your, your mental health and things. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> but I think you also have to weigh that against, you know, staying knowledgeable, right. you know. Oh, you know, yeah. I know. You know, it took a while before you convinced me to turn my brain back on. You know, <laughs> it's like I just, I just, I just stopped, you know, because it was too much. Yeah. It was too it, much. It, it gets hard. It does. And I say that as someone who works in a field that requires me to use my brain all day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's not easy, but you know, um, I don't know. I think um, there's a song um, by a group that probably not many people are familiar with, but they have a song called "We Are Winning," and like one of the one of the lyrics in the in the song is, "If you're thinking you are winning," you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. the way the way that the way that the system works, the powers that be are 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 happier, right? It's easier mm-hmm. for them if you don't exactly. if you just if you don't challenge. You know what I mean? If you That's don't rewarding. Question. Yeah, not thinking and not challenging is rewarded. Mm-hmm especially if you can convince other people to stop thinking and not challenge the status yeah. quo. Mm-hmm. That explains yep. a lot, and I'm going to leave that right there. And you know what? That needs to <laughs> marinate. That needs to marinate on some people. I just, I, I'm just saying, but I'm not saying. I ain't said a damn thing. Not a damn enough. word. <laughs> you said enough. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, be a fist around my tongue. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, people ought to be happy because people ought to be happy because it's like I'm just in a different place, but, you know, I am still that same vicious asshole, okay? It's just that I'm focused on something else. And you want me to stay oh focused God. on something else, oh you know? So, well, hell, you uh, know, uh, what? That's it. That's we it. Don't... I'll tell you after the show. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> all that fun shit there. You know, God bless America. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not anyway. with you. Lord, yeah, we're going to be I think right you're the there. worst. Anyway, you're the worst. Well, you know what? I'm not trying to sign a petition contesting that shit. I'll tell you I am, okay? <laughs> 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 Ooh, that joker next door found out, didn't he? Anyway. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we're going <just Yeah>. gonna... <laughs> to leave that alone. <laughs> I bet you he won't fuck with another black woman like that. 
talking about like you know rest and healing and you know things like that you know what I mean so we're going to talk about a lot of different things you know um because you know life is not one thing you know what I mean um right you know so we're we're gonna we're gonna dive into a lot of different areas and see what we come up with and I also want to make sure that, you know, because, I mean, we may as well go ahead and um, make a little Facebook page and possibly, well, we'll just say a page. And if you have questions and you don't understand things, we'll try to the best of our ability to answer those questions. And, you know, don't feel bad because some of this stuff is new to us as well. You know, because there have been many times when I read something, I'm like, so that's what that's called. You know, and then Mm -hmm. he talks to me 15 minutes later. I still can't tell you the name, but I can tell you that it it correlates with this here, and that's not right, you know. Right. So just bear Mm -hmm. with me, guys. Bear with me. But, um, all right, well, look, you know, that's all we have for right now. And as we've said before, question everything. Utilize those critical thinking skills in every area of your life and especially weigh the words of other people. And you have to Mm -hmm. look and understand what their motives are, where they're coming from, but most importantly, are they using you as a pawn and a mark? And how does that happen? And what are their expectations of you? And are you harming other people? And what do they say first? Do no harm. Mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting is is that that only applies to people of color. These other people do whatever the fuck they want, say whatever the fuck they want, but we have to be careful of what we say and how we move. And again, it goes back to just that state of being. The fact that you are breathing, God forbid you're thinking, you're you're asking questions, how dare you? We're going to make some of it make sense. We're going to make some of it make sense. It doesn't mean it's going to make your world easier. If I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to make it a little harder. Why? Because now you'll know that it's wrong. And because, mm-hmm. you know, they they tie our hands behind our backs and then tell us to catch the damn ball. Yeah. I what mean, I can't wait until that? we get into ontological terror because there was, there was a, there was something that came up in a, in a, in a, a, a video that I watched about um, the psychological care of Palestinians, right. which I oh, thought was just so interesting. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, did you watch it? I watched part of it. Yeah, it was. It was. 
Okay. It's a lot. Yeah, but you probably so you probably didn't get to the part that I'm thinking about. But um, what was so interesting about it was um, they were talking about how, like in Palestine, if you are looking for uh, a therapist or what have you, you have to remember it's the state of Israel is in charge, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, if you are a practitioner who is Palestinian or um, Air, you know, Arabic uh, or, or Arab, right? And you treat um, you treat Palestinian clients. Your supervisor is Israeli. Your mm-hmm. licensing it comes from the state of Israel. And so, mm-hmm. in in effect, the state of Israel is policing the the psychological well being of Palestinians. And it's very interesting when you parallel that with the history of psychological care or, um, or you know, psych- uh, so psychological care that's been provided in this country. You know, often exactly. one of the things that happens in this country is black people are, are frequently um, diagnosed more with conditions like schizophrenia than mm-hmm. other conditions. And, um, and of course, there's a history, um, you know, going back to slavery of things like dreptomania um, mm-hmm. and other sorts of diagnoses that were assigned to us um, because, you know, I guess, uh, you know, these, <laughs> these white folks could not understand, well, why would they want to run away? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because the natural condition of human beings is not to want to be enslaved. Like, maybe that could have something to do with it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, But, um, you know, it's a book that I've been recommending since we started doing this show, talking about that specifically. I believe it's called mm -hmm. The Black Psychosis. And that's a um, really good book. And it was I think it was Protest about Psychosis, how, actually. Okay, Protest Psychosis. I'm sorry. Protest Psychosis. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how schizophrenia was turned into, you know, a, a black mental health diagnosis because they could not understand why black people were not happy. And before, schizophrenia was a diagnosis that they gave to so-called bored white housewives and how that switched over. So, you know, again, you know, you go back and, and, and do some reading. So, yeah, you're right, it is protest psychosis. Sorry about that, guys. But go on and read that book. It's actually a really good book. Yeah, and when we get into ontological care, there'll be more sort of discussion about <laughs> that aspect. Calvin Warren gets into, <laughs> you know, um, the, you know, medical history and um, psychological history with respect to uh, the question of of blackness. And it's actually quite fascinating. And it's, I mean, it even involves the 1840 census, which which I really found quite interesting. So we'll get into that. It'll be really interesting, I think, for for most of you, as it was for me and Kim. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So on that note, I think we've given you guys more than enough 
to think about, and in addition to talking about the gospel of J. Edgar Hoover, um, I'm also going to go um, and take some parts in, from Anthea Butler's book talking about white Christian nationalism and all of that. So if you all haven't purchased, you know, Dr. Anthea's book, go out there and get Auntie's book. Go get it. Mm-hmm. It's actually really, really good. Okay? All right. Any parting words, Raina? No, I mean, free Palestine. All day long. All day. Mm-hmm. Free fired. Palestine. Right now. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and those of you that are out there, you know, you want to do, go go read up exactly what nation states are. Um, and go read up about Israel and and some of the tactics that they're using, how that came straight from America. And remember that this did not start on October 7th. That and exactly. when people try to sell you on that, they are they are selling you a lie. They are selling you propaganda because this started exactly. in 1948. Exactly, mm-hmm. and since 2014, they have been strategizing on how to clear out the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. This and part of that was and out. part of that was letting Hamas take over Gaza. Because exactly. once they once Hamas took over Gaza, they knew that a two state solution was off the table. Period. And it was done deliberately. Deliberately. That's Absolutely. what we need you to understand. So there you mm-hmm. go. So all right, child. Anyway, this is Raina and Kim. We are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself. We ask that you question everything and everyone. Utilize those critical thinking skills in every area of your life. You are important, and you are cherished, and we care about you, and we definitely have missed you over these last few years. You know, I miss you um, more than me. <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> See how she treats you. This is how she treats me when when no one else is listening. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, you guys, again, we collectively miss you. Jen misses you too, and um, we will be talking to you really soon. We're excited about you know making our comeback and working on some other projects you know, that we've been kind of batting around. And I think I'm at the point where, um, you know, I'm ready to, you know, kind of stand up and start doing some things. There will be next year at one point in time, I'm going to have to take some time off, so we'll pre-record some shows as I deal with the transition that I need to deal with. And um, then we'll be right back, right back you know, on to doing what we need to do. So we look forward to answering your questions. We look forward to teaching you. We look forward to learning from you. And, you know, oh, Lord, we got a hand up. Well, somebody is calling. Oh, you know, I get so scared when we when we. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm super scared. Okay. Go ahead and answer okay. it. Go ahead and answer it this time. But, but just know on the other shows, we're not taking live calls. I'm just no, you know. I'm not taking live calls, so. but we're going to – hello there. 
is well, you got free uh, hour seven. You got an hour seven minutes of remaining. This is Bianchi. How you doing? I'm talking to you a long hey. time. Yes, hey. Yes, sir. How are you? You know, you. I like what you said about Israel. And uh, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. People hurt me when they say Palestine never exists. That's a lie. They get, the Palestinian people mm-hmm. did exist. And, but right. You're absolutely right. The, the only reason why I come... And did you know that the talks back during the time of early 1920s, there was discussions about making Uganda the return home? Yes. Yes, I've seen something about that. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine a bunch of whites going into Uganda talking about we back? And see the thing that keeps me off. Actually, I can actually, I absolutely can yeah. imagine that happening. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the wild yeah. part. And the thing that really keeps me off. Everybody, but go ahead. You know what? Hitler had something to do along with sending a bunch of people there, also. But the thing is, is that that land was occupied by blacks. I tell you, it wasn't no whites in that in that part of the world at that time. And right. there's a whole lot of things that that you can stand on. One thing, it was the Ethiopians that's in Gondor, and I've been to Gondor, is where mm-hmm. the quote-unquote beta, B-E-T-A, Israel, exists today. And mm-hmm. beta means house, house of Israel. Hell, it didn't... It, in the in the Bible, didn't Jesus say, "I I come only for the house of Israel"? Well, anyway, when Israel done the airlift back some decades ago, Operation Solomon and some others, and he took Ethiopians back to Israel, he flew them there. As soon as the women landed there, they wanted to sterilize them. If they didn't, they did, and they yep. also put them on birth control. Yeah, that it, is yep, definitely what happened. Get this, and I shun when I even say this. They want to recircumcise the males. Recircumcise mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Mm-hmm. And you, you also had a black, a group of black, by, led by Ben Carter back in like the late 1960s. It started off in Chicago. They went to Liberia and stayed for maybe two or three years. Then they trekked into what's now Damona, Israel, and they set up their encampment. Now, see, here's the thing. Anybody can say And the Damona is where a lot of the Hebrew Israelites live, right? That's where they live. Demona. Absolutely. They have mm-hmm. turned that into a prosperous domain, food production. They own uh, manufacturing. They, own, they don't depend on no welfare or anything. And the Israeli government has been trying to throw them out of there forever. Matter of fact, they're trying to throw mm-hmm. 50 of them out right now. Right. And that's what I say about this government. That government, that's, Helen Thomas, did you hear what Helen Thomas on YouTube said? She asked the question, what should we do, what should Israel? She said you should go back to Germany, Poland, and back to the United States. You're occupying somebody else's land. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. I mean, imagine, imagine, you know, someone, you know, moving into your home and, and, and the dishes, (laughs) the dishes from when you last had a meal are sitting on the table. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Like this is, this is what happened. This is what happened. And see, you know, you go back to that, that era was what's called Cana. Well, actually, mm-hmm. it was Phoenicia. The, the, the Lebanese, Phoenicians come from, I'm, the Lebanese, Phoenicians come from Lebanon. Mm-hmm. All right? And it was the Lebanese that actually, it was the Phoenicians on steroids that started Carthage. And mm-hmm. uh, you take your time out and look at this. There's some megaliths. You know what megaliths? Megaliths are giant rocks. You got mm-hmm. a megalith in, in Salem, New Hampshire today. Matter of fact, a man bought this land, and he found these megaliths on it. And megaliths, mm-hmm. when the sun is at a certain position during the equinox, the sun shines through the openings of the megaliths and go back into a cave. All right? This kid was mm-hmm. playing around with GPS. And he took GPS line and drew from the megalith in Salem, North, New Hampshire, drew the megaliths there in London called Stonehenge. I know you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right? Right through those openings. Then he took them further east, and guess where the line runs into? Beirut, Great Lebanon. Morning. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that and is they say that the Phoenicians... They say that the Phoenicians, because they were good sellers, because they could sell at night and use the constellation of the stars, especially what we call the Big Dipper, but it's Sirius, and they used it as a guiding, and they came to what's now called North America. Another point you want to remember, Egypt controlled that land, too, because Egypt had a buffer around its borders. They have a natural buffer to the south, which is Kush, which was today's present Sudan. That's where all the leaders come from. They come from the south. Mm-hmm. They got a, a natural buffer to the west, which is the desert, going toward Libya. And Libya was not Punt. Punt was the present-day Somalia. <clears throat> and they controlled that land in order to keep invaders from coming in, like the Hiskos, which was attributed to some of their first invaders, which could have been called Jews, and also the Hittites, which is present-day Turkey. <clears throat> and one of the leaders, Tutmosis III, controlled that land, especially Mexico, where he put a whooping on that city so bad that people said it looks like the end of the world. They called it Armageddon. Mm-hmm. So what you got today wow. is white that want to claim, and, and they're losing them. See, they are losing They've been trying to claim that area. And, and, you know, the ham story, where blacks are cursed, you know where that came from. You had some rabbis, rabbis at the Council of Jamia, which is right up the coast there in Palestine, going on to what we call the danger. Some rabbis created that story about Cana being cursed because Noah's son looked at him while he was naked. Some said they castrated him, so on, so on, so on. And they cursed blacks, cursed Cana, black. Thus, it's where you get black folks from, is what they said. Mm-hmm. They get mm-hmm. the kinky wow. hair. It said that their male members would be elongated and all that kind of crazy stuff. 
Mm-hmm. You should read that. If you had my email address, I'll email that to you. Because what they do, they're cleaning that stuff up. You know, you have right. the Internet, and you go out and search, and you go you, you go to one place, you come back again, a week is gone. Exactly. So if they clean it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so my email address is black free. Oh yeah, it's black at gmail.com. So b l a c k f r e e t h i n k e r s at gmail dot com. Yeah, thank you for your time. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. A long time ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're just trying to get it back up. You know, life happened. And, He's still kind you know, of young. Uh, well, did the uh, <laughs> old age skip you? <laughs> no, you know, family stuff. You know, we lost my mom and a bunch of family members. And it yeah. was just, it was a lot. You know, a lot has happened since 2005. The past 20 years have been trying mm-hmm. and... I was making my way through it, but then, you know, everything comes to a head, and I had to step back. There's so much stuff going on nowadays, you know. I tell you, United States have no damn business of giving that country the money it gives and the arms it gives. All it is is a a boomerang. You throw it in that direction, Mm -hmm. it comes back around the back door and goes into their campaign coffers, then it goes end up in somebody's pocket like we see what's going on with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. That's what it's about. We have no interest there. What you need, what's interest? You don't, you, you're supposed to be going on to all electric vehicles, so you don't need no oil. Right. No, you. Exactly. They just, just want that haven. And see, it's not going to work. One thing, well, you got white women going. The white women ain't having babies. The birth rate in Israel is like 1.4, 1.6. It takes 2.2 to to just sustain yourself. One person live, one person die. But the Palestinians... Exactly. It, yeah, they're at 2.9 they have a whole in the Arab kids. world. Oh, yeah, in the Arab mm-hmm. world, there's this 2.9. So they're outproducing everyone. Yeah. And you're right. They did let Hamas get there because they were supposed to have some of the best intelligence and surveys that there is, Matter of fact, you had a, a black general, I think it was Kip Williams of Washington, General Washington. He had a company called Centel that provides surveillance, border surveillance, perimeter surveillance. And I think he installed, his company installed a lot of the surveillance uh, techniques that's being used in order to monitor uh, their border. You know, if you walk on the ground, they can tell. Exactly. They got sensors exactly. in the ground. Yeah. But, you know, I could talk to you all for an hour, but, you know, you're going to see the same thing with these people that's coming across our southern border unchecked. I have no problem with integration, but come in, not integration, immigration, but come in according to the law. It's a, it's yeah, a privilege, well, you know, not it, a right. Well, okay, and you know what, in, in, to a certain degree, I can I, I can agree with you because it's like, you know, when we allow them into our country, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just look at the whole situation because when you look at some of the people coming over the border from Honduras and Guatemala, 
you know, it's, it's America that went there and disrupted their government, disrupted their economy, disrupted their lives. And some of them are running for their lives. So it just well, you gets know, real complicated for me, you know, talking about You know, the United States gave those countries. countries. The United States gave those countries millions of dollars, tens of millions mm-hmm. of dollars to solve the problem that they have. You're going to seek... Uh, refuge in another country, you go to that country's embassy in your country or go to the adjacent country, then you make your application. Well, see, this right. is where it gets gets serious at. We have close to 2 million men and women, especially black men, in prisons. Those people need to be given the opportunity to be rehabilitated and taught right. skills so they can come back into society and be productive citizens. Those are Americans. And the jobs that they could be manning and learning skills, that opportunity should go to them, not people from all over the world. So you have people from all over the world establishing families and stuff, and your people still in prison. That don't make no sense. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with that. And the thing is, is that a lot of the, you know, black people that are in prison, they work for these corporations for 10 cents an hour or, you know, 20 cents, 50 cents an hour. And then when they're released, these same companies won't hire them. You know, that's, that's right. why we call right. it slavery. You oh, know, and yeah, it's yeah. just, it's the, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it's a shame. And, you know, a lot of them do learn, like, these skills. They're artisans and all of But when they come out, um, there have been different stories that these, you know, people won't hire them. Some of them started their own businesses, and they are extremely successful, extremely so. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, when they're mm, – go ahead. And many of them there because of what? The same thing that they, they're accusing – Sidney Powell in Atlanta is doing comping a plea deal. They comp a plea deal because it's cheaper to go ahead and take the smack on the wrist than to spend millions of dollars in legal fees. Well, you got black men in prison, and the first thing they do is give them a public defender, and they start talking about what? Plea deals. Oh, well, go ahead and mm-hmm. do five years. Go ahead and do ten years. It's that same crazy yeah. mess. And, and, and once you get once you get wind of then you begin to recognize it when you see it elsewhere. You can see it going on elsewhere. It's the same old playbook, the same playbook that's going on there in Israel. They brought them Ethiopian women in there because they wanted them to be servants, housemaids and stuff. Exactly. Because the white women, look, a white woman leaving the United States going to Israel and living in houses that the American American government has uh, provided funds for, they're in the Golan Heights. After they bombed it and told, they built some new ones on U.S. Mm-hmm. tax yeah. dollars. So all this exactly, is a bunch of crap, but you got to tell it. You gotta yeah, just, tell wait, it until those, just wait until those uh, multi-million-dollar condos go up in Gaza. Right, and you're right. clear everybody out. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. There's yep. nothing and the thing is, and you look at the Israeli government. They don't look like nothing. Mm-hmm. They're all white. And people say, well, exactly. no, they are all white. Look, exactly. at, look at the noses on them. They ain't got no Palestinian nose. Exactly, exactly. And as Raina said, 
you know, basically <laughs> that's a haven for them to be able to control that region or at least spy on that region, and that America and these other white people would blow the entire Arab world up before they give up that position. So it's going to be interesting well, how, you know, what takes place next. So them Arabs, those, those Arabs are not going to give up and they're going to let you stay in their room. It's just going to be a matter of time, and they're going to be yep. wiped out. The Israelis are going to be ran out of there like they, like they want to talk about Jews. One reason why come Jews get run out because when they get someplace, they, a lot of them do some devious things. Look here. The ADL told well, black I don't, preachers. I don't, I don't, don't want to get too much into, like, the, the stereotypes about, like, devious Jews. Well, I'm but not I think saying, the Jewish I'm not people... Saying, I'm not are saying all of them. The same, in, in many ways, just as Palestinians are also being abused. They're using. What did Abraham, using what did Abraham Fox and with the ADL tell black preachers during the Million Man March? Don't let your congregation go. Hmm. <laughs> I better get out of here for people and make somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, all right, I, I, mean I think I think there I think I think it's I think it's a, a good point to be made that there are there are Jewish people who have who have been in the struggle and Jewish people who have advocated for free Palestine who have you know demonstrated anti-Zionist positions as well as Jewish people who have been pro-Zionist and been anti-Palestine and yeah and and yeah. You got Baptist and Protestant and Catholic. I mean, as a person that follows religion, you Judaism is a Jew. That's what they. I mean, that's about it. Yeah. I don't know nobody say that they was born a Protestant. Of course, Sammy Davis Jr. was a Jew, and Whoopi Goldberg with her crazy looking self always farting on stage. On that note, <laughs> I'm gonna be gone with the wind like Whoopi. So, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll see you guys. Have a pleasant right, rest of the weekend. Thank you. Right. Yeah, you we thank you for joining us, and I look forward to the emails. So on that note, we're going to leave. Again, this is the Black Free Thinkers, and we are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself, not convert you. Y'all have a good rest of the weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.